Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yokoharu battling along the boards. Slap away at it on the wall. It's taken back by Yokoharu. He got it across ice and the shot right under his back. The last call of Rick Jenneret's magnificent broadcasting career. You've probably heard it plenty of times all throughout the last couple of days here on our station. And now, um, of course, it, it was as Pat Malacaro said uh, in the first hour here of Sports Talk Saturday. What better way? How fitting that his career ends with another one of his famous overtime mm-hmm. bellows. Uh, and the Sabres wrapping it up in overtime. So, again, honoring Rick Jenneret the best that we can today in the limited time that we have today before we have to pivot to Buffalo Bills pregame here. And um, as we get our official coverage started at 1 o'clock today with Bills game day, then Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt are going to be here for you for countdown to kickoff. Sal Capaccio, obviously, down at the stadium, will be hosting his section of countdown to kickoff as well. This is sports talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri with you guys here. Tanner behind the board here playing my hero uh, fittingly for, uh, for that last goal call of RJ's career in the backdrop there. So style points for him here today. I'm going to give him as many shout outs as I can. So Frank, you'd said it um, when we were in the break the first time. And then I had to do 30 seconds because I became a hypocrite. Um, thank goodness Nate's not listening. <laughs> but um, before we move on to Bill's pregame, before we move on to uh, Bruce Nolan of Buffalo Rumblings joining us as we're going to get started with talking some Bills and Steelers here as well, um, more or less wrap it up. Um, because someone has to do the transition, mm-hmm. and uh, today we are the unlucky few. Um, that are going to have to p- make this pivot. But um, before that, you wanted to get your final words in. Tanner, if you have anything to say about Rick Jenner as well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do so as well. Tanner, if you want to start it, the floor is yours. 
Sure. So um, it might seem, you might find this hard to believe, but I actually was not a hockey fan really until I got to Buffalo, which was, you know, I came here for school in the fall of 2020. So I caught the very last snippet of RJ's career, um, you know, the last season that uh, that he called. I was able to witness, you know, those pat those uh, final couple games. And although, you know, I wasn't around in his prime, you can still feel, you know, the impact that he had. Like, I know a handful of people, like one of our, our co-workers, Evan DePasquale, and, you know, Jack Cruiser, who's the official uh, radio voice of the UB Bulls over on 1520, and I'm sure untold others, you know, say that the reason they do what they do is because of Rick Jenneret, and, you know, thinking about it, I'm glad that he got that recognition that he uh, that he deserved on, uh, on RJ night, because now you go back and watch that and, you know, send shivers down your spine, you know, like uh, I've heard people say that they could have postponed the game that day and just cheered for three hours and it wouldn't have been enough. So, you know, I'm just glad that uh, those that touched were touched by Rick Jenneret were able to let him know about it that that uh, one final time and certainly into retirement as well. And, uh, you know, like I said, even though I did not catch his prime practically at all, I only caught the tail end of his career still. You can't help but uh, tip your cap to a legend, and there's no denying that he made uh, an indelible mark on this city and an untold number of people touched, inspired. So uh, RIP RJ, man, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one, but uh, we've been celebrating him here all day and will continue to do so. So ha- uh, hats off to a great career, and may he rest in peace. Tanner, that's, uh, that's awesome, especially the fact that you hadn't been a huge hockey fan before coming here, too. Is, uh, it's just another testament to how powerful he is as a broadcaster, the fact that he can grip you and bring you in. I can think of, uh, of one of our coworkers and uh, someone that we used to do a podcast on the station with and Kyle Powell. Mm-hmm. Kyle came here as a huge Flyers fan. And, well, working enough Sabres games, he got to hear that on a nightly basis. And now Kyle, of course, he'll probably still, I I don't know, I should probably ask him uh, via text, do you still cheer for the Flyers or are you with us full time now? Um, but uh, he obviously grew attached to this hockey team because of Rick Jenneret mm-hmm. and because, it wasn't because of the team. When he joined uh, up at the station, we were amongst at our worst as a hockey franchise and at its most chaotic um not most chaotic he didn't join during the tank years but oh i said the t word don't get harrington on me um (laughs) but again it's not because of the team that made people gravitate in its worst we put that poor man through two years of that why did we do this (laughs) But and through a playoff drought, and through and through the longest playoff drought that is still going. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, a man of that caliber does not deserve this. But unfortunately, them's the breaks sometimes. But he still made the best of it for us, mm-hmm. and that is a huge thing. So that is the biggest thing I would say, Frank. You know, I became a hockey fan because of RJ, because of listening to him and watching him on TV growing up. Um, He made hockey fun to watch and listen to just from, just from his calls alone. You know, you, you could watch, you know, like just some like awesome hockey moments throughout history and whatever. And the, you know, when I watch them, the first thing I think of is how would RJ call that, call that play? How, how would he, how much more hype would he make it? You know, so you watch you watch a bunch of like classic saber clips, and all you do is think and think of 
this clip is so much better because RJ made that call. You know, you see some memorable goals, like obviously Mayday's like the villain that gets played the most, and you think like that's an awesome goal. Brad May scored a series winning goal in and dipsy doodled the a Bruins defenseman to do it. Not just, Not a, just Bruins a Bruins defenseman, Ray Bork. Seriously. Seriously. One of the best defensemen of all time. But as awesome as that goal is, it's only memorable because of RJ. Because of Mayday. You know, Hashik's many the many of the many saves that Hashik made throughout his career are much more hype because of how awesome RJ made that call, made the, these calls. Yep. You know, the the conference final runs, the Palmville series winner, as awesome of a goal it is. It's better because of our because of RJ saying scary good. Um I, you know, I and I we play. We still play hockey. I play, I'm trying, you know, I've been playing a little more competitive uh ball hockey and everything. And even even I have moments where I'm in the net I make a save and I'm think and I'm thinking, what would an RJ call sound like for that? Even just for me playing, and I'm just because it hypes because I think of an RJ call and it hypes me up. Yep, that's all. That's what it does. He brought for me. He brought hype to hockey. He brought excitement to hockey. That's why I love the sport that I, today. Like it's still hockey's always been and always will be my number one sport, and RJ's the one of the biggest reasons for that. Thank you, Frank. And again. Everyone here has been doing a great job of putting their memories out there into words. And for me, it is the fact that it, it it's not, I will say it's not about me in, in, in this sort of instance. It's about everyone, everyone my age that has grown up watching hockey, loving hockey and mm-hmm. enjoying hockey. Um, even to the point where I put up with the Ralph Kruger era mm-hmm. of hockey and I think that it's more or less one of those things where if not for Rick Jenneret and how exciting he made the Buffalo Sabres in any era at their best amongst their lowest, you still got the same energy out of him every yep. night Yep. from the highs of the Stanley the cup Rick. runs or yep. the deep playoff runs to even the years of the tank. You can pull up any goal call and it will still sound fantastic Mm -hmm. as a kid in the driveway you wanted to create your own moment with Rick Jenneret's voice in your head sometimes you're probably doing that playing NHL 23 or something yeah so it's just he became more than just an announcer or broadcaster. He became what this community needed for hockey. Mm-hmm. So we've got ourselves a chance to, uh, to be thankful for that as a community. So we'll see what we have to do when it comes to properly remembering that. And we'll, it'll, we'll see continuous, stuff we'll see around, everything going on especially leading up to the home opener yeah so it is going to be one of those things 8030551 we're working on trying to get bruce nolan of buffalo rumblings on the line so we're going to keep working on that but in the meantime that means there's time for you if you guys have a, a fun story like dj and lockport had 
I mean, <laughs> that's that's still an awesome. That's story. that's again a testament to the person. Yeah, and for him to be like, no, 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 he's with me. Like, that's awesome. Like, hey, hey, it's okay. No, it's okay. like Let it's okay. Go. Let him go. Yeah, he's with me. Yeah, and he was like that with anyone that he ever met, and that's the kind of person he is, mm-hmm. or he was, and that's the best part. You can be great at something. But to be truly revered, you also have to step it up as a person. Mm-hmm. And again, that is where a true legend lies. To be as good as what you did, as who you are, is what makes you one of the best people that there can be. So, now I have an interesting tidbit, though, as we're going to start our pivots. Um, We're going to stick with the Sabres real quick. Frank, Hmm. think the team's content with their defensive core? I think so. Yesterday, trading Ilya Labushkin? Yep. That means they're definitely settling on probably bottom pair Johnson and uh, Yoki Haru. Mm -hmm. Enough so that they traded their... Six seven from last year. I still there. They have eight defensemen now. I still think you're going to see one more move, but it's not going to be a trade. It's probably Bryson getting waived. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. Um, and then yeah, they they're going to roll with the defensemen that they that they have. I mean, Samuelson, Darlene, Clifton, the other free agent signing probably starts the season with power. As a D pair. And then, yeah, jo- probably Johnson, Yokiharu. Um, I can see at points they'll probably put Yokiharu back with power as mm-hmm. well. As, um, and, but I think one one thing I'm still kind of interested in is do they potentially put Samuelson on the third pair as well um, just to kind of have a little bit more – like you at least have a defenseman that you trust on each pair. Kind of, kind of way, and you wrote. Maybe you have to find a way to rotate. You know the Johnson, Clifton, Yoki yep. Haru's, um, into that. You know, find a way, find a, a good mix for it. Like Clifton maybe goes up and plays with Darlene or something, plays some minutes, or it's Yoki Haru because there's history between the, with the two. Yep, stuff like that. But I think for the most part, this decor set now with a defenseman had to get traded. Yeah, there was we absolutely one that, that had to move. Someone had to had to be moved. Everyone assumed it was going to be Yuki Haru. I still think the team likes him too much, and he's young enough to where they still think they could get more out of him. What is with Finnish defensemen and not giving up on them? I don't know. Find someone in your life that you won't give up on the way that Finnish defensemen do not be given up on. <laughs> That's the goal in life. Apparently. <laughs> um. So... And I wonder where Riley Stillman too kind of gets uh, he's probably eight. in as well. Well, I would say he's probably. I would say Stillman and Johnson rotate as the six seven. Okay, and then you're just thinking Bryson gets waived and moved. Bryson on from... gets waived if he gets claimed. Okay, if he he probably doesn't. He probably goes to Rochester, plays with the other defensemen that are there as well. Um, he'd be he'd be first call up if there's an injury mm-hmm. as well. Too. But I'd be very curious to see like how they kind of rotate and like who who be who becomes the typical odd man. Someone's out. going to become waiver wire fodder. Is basically what's going to happen here. One of them is going. One of those bottoms. It's. I think is it's going to be Bryce. And I think the team 
the team traded a prospect for uh for Stillman at the before the deadline and yeah. in in his brief time I give Stillman this he he looked good he looked solid he looked like a solid so bottom pair defenseman looked, exactly so I think that I think that they want that's the kind of the player that they want in that bottom six that's why they went out and signed Eric Johnson he's, more or less like a break glass in case Stillman more or less out. more or less he's very much just like Ilya Labushkin except he doesn't take as many penalties yep and also He's won a cup. He's so he, and he's been in the league for so long that he's, he was he's gonna bring talented the, at one point. He was a first overall pick. He was a first overall pick. He yeah. had the talent at one point. Yeah. Now he's more just the grizzled leader, rough he's and the tumble grizzled veteran. Uh, and I think you know. I mean, the one thing I I do I will agree on is that the team, the decor needs that. You need a guy like that. They needed someone like that. Yes, you, you need a guy because they had the youngest decor to, in the league. He doesn't have to play every game. Yeah. At his um, age, he does. He should not be playing eighty-two games. I'm okay with this. Yeah, perfectly so if fine he's with ro- it. So if him, Yoki Haru, and Stillman are rotating the third pair every so often, and he's just you know provide like kind of like how Oposo is is in the locker room too. You know, he's he uh, Kyle Oposo. Not only is the team captain, he's the dad. He's he's dad to the to the young kids. Yep. If I'm pretty Johnson, sure RJ said that one. <laughs> On a goal once. I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Uh, um, so if Johnson could come in and he could provide that kind of leadership just just like with Oposo and kind of they kind of would do it together, you know, for the deep for the defensemen themselves, I think that I think that's gonna help a lot in terms of what we know that this team needs to do and that's be better defensive. And if the Sabres ever had a cap problem, I'd probably burst a blood vessel over a three point two five million dollar player being it being scratched every other night. But um, no, they don't have that problem, so that's perfectly fine. And that's and they, yeah, and that's the nice thing is like it's not like they signed Johnson to a four year deal. They signed him to a one year deal. One year does deal. that matter? It's not going to worry when we have cap issues. Uh, Even if this team, ha- yeah, it, that doesn't matter. So. Yeah, that part's not going to be uh, a worry. You knew it. You knew a defenseman had to go. You just didn't know which one was it. It ended up being Labushkin. All right, and, it, and it's, oh. I would say it sucks because we never got to hear the Gummy Bear song. We weren't going to. Let's be I, real. A man can dream. Be real. A man can dream. I wanted it too, but like he picked it because he knows he doesn't score goals. I, hey, he scored two last year. Yeah. <laughs> One of them it. ended the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know. Broke him. He will be he will be remembered here for that. If if the Lightning stink this year, we will forever thank Ilya Labushkin. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. So that'll be fun. All right. We have to make our pivot to Bill's stuff at some point, and we're going to do that in the next break. Uh, we had some issues getting Bruce Nolan on. We're going to try to get that reconnected. But if not, we can hear from you. 803-0551-888-552-550. If you've got an RJ story, if you've got Bill's questions, are you concerned with the Bills playing their starters for a quarter and a half? I kind of am. Uh We'll see what we come up with here as, uh, as our grab bag material starts to show up in the second hour of Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. calls for you here on Sports Talk Saturday. Derek, Frank, Tanner, we're here with you for the next half hour before we have to shift gears to Buffalo Bills game day and the Buffalo Bills radio network at some point. And what better way to transition those sorts of thoughts than uh, one of the guys that's going to be hosting some network coverage today as Joshua Schmidt is on the West Her Hotline now. Josh, good afternoon. Guys, how's it going? It's... It's been a show, to say the least, and um, we've, gotten ourselves, we've gotten ourselves some great memories. Talking to Pat and Brayton earlier today, you can hear that, by the way, on demand and using the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app. So, Josh, obviously, you are a huge hockey guy. Like Frank, you also play in the net, um, and you even did it for Team WGR at the 11-day power play. So I know how much the game means to you, and I know how much RJ would mean to you. And as one of the hosts of Sports Talk Saturday... I would love for you to get your thoughts in. I mean, yeah, it's like you guys said before, he was one of the guys that inspired me to get into this field. I know that you guys talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the hour, but I mean, my earliest Sabres memory is these guys are good, scary good. That call to me, but that's my childhood. I mean, I, that, like I said, that's the first thing I remember from any Sabres game I ever watched. I was five or six at the time, um, you know, back when my parents wouldn't let me stay up for games unless it was the playoffs. And thankfully, we made the playoffs a lot back then. Um, but, you know, he just he made so many things so great. It's just he, he's the best announcer of all time, in my opinion, and you know, I, I'm so happy that he's getting the recognition he deserves because he touched so many people in so many different ways, whether it was, you know, just being out and about and being himself or during a sporting event. I mean, I remember the first time I met him, it was probably that same year of the Eastern Conference run against Carolina. I went to a Borders bookstore opening and he was doing a kind of a book signing of some sort with Jim Lorenz and I walk in with a Miroslav Shatan goat head jersey and I'm you know this little kid walking up to my idol thinking oh my god like this is Rick Jenneret and he was super cool about it nice super nice guy and like 
took a few pictures with me and everything and just I only saw him a couple other times since then, but every time I saw him, he had the biggest smile on his face, and he always had something to laugh about. So not only was he just a great announcer, but he was a great person as well. Josh Schmidt joining us on the Western Hotline for, for a couple moments here before. I'd imagine I'm hearing him in, in a vehicle. He is literally probably en route to us right now as he's going to be preparing yeah, for... I'm two minutes or so so from you guys. <laughs> as he's preparing to help out with Buffalo Bills uh, pregame here as network coverage will get started in a little bit. Josh, obviously, um, Frank and I had a little bit of Sabres discourse here, uh, in a, in, and I want to pick your brain for, for a quick minute um, about, you know, the Sabres do look like they're content with the top six of their defense. Yeah, I, I think the Labushkin move, while it was really random for a – Friday at 9.30 in August. Um, I think it makes total sense. I don't think you can get really any other value from the other defensemen that are kind of on the chopping block. Um, I like to think that Stillman is going to get more of a chance this year. He really showed a lot of promise in the short time he was with the Sabres last year. Um, I always go back to, I love the, the signing of Eric Johnson. That was kind of one of my sleeper free agent targets for the Sabres. So I'm super glad that he's in this decor because, like you guys were saying before, he's a very Ocposo-like player where he can not only provide, you know, games here and there where he's going to really help you out, but also he can provide that mentorship for guys like Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power and Matias Samuelson. So I, I'm happy with where it's at, I guess. I would like to see what they do with Bryson and Kale Clegg is another guy that I think could get some chances here, but he's on that two way, two way deal. So it's not that big a deal if you send him up and down from Rochester, cause he's not going to go through waivers. So mm-hmm. Clegg is another guy that I think might get a chance here and there if there's injuries and whatnot, because then you don't risk the loss or the possible loss to waivers there. But I, I think this is pretty much what we're going to see for training camp. However, Labushkin's move, does alleviate $2.5 million in cap space. And there are a few free agents still out there. So mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, maybe they're working on something else in the forward group, like a Thomas Tatar, but, you know. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. No. But I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm I mean, not. There's still – I mean, they have plenty of cap space anyway, but, yeah, I mean – you know, they can still add another forward, especially one who can provide help in their own ends, you know, maybe alle- and try to do what they can to alleviate uh, the loss of Jack Quinn since he's going to be out probably till December or January with his Achilles injury. Um, you know, that would be great. I, everyone love, wants it to be Thomas Tatar, everything. I don't see it happening. Uh, last, I actually was just checking out a thing about him, see maybe if there's any updates. I think yep. he's going to Pittsburgh is what I've read. Um, I think the latest I saw is they might be they might be trading Jeff Carter to sign Tatar is the, the possibility. But at the same time, I mean, if they could just find somebody to get to give him at least a little bit of help on in the middle six of your lineup, I think that'd be great. And yeah, signing again, uh, trading Labushkin easily like does that anyway. All right, um, yeah, Josh. I, I mean, Tatar I, is kind of a pipe dream, but <laughs> yeah. 
Josh, I'm going to kick you out because um, we're going to see you in a couple minutes. I'm not going to ask you about Bills. Um, also, this is me trying to get things going here and streamlined because um, we're shuffling things, shuffling deck chairs around. So I'll see you in a little bit, and everyone will be able to hear you in a little bit. Sounds good. See you uh, guys. Josh Schmidt on the Western Hotline. Uh, real quick, um, we are going to get Bruce Nolan on uh, in just a couple of moments uh, as we're going to get him reconnected here. And and uh, before we do that, though, we got time for a couple callers. We're going to get connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Joe in Cheektowaga, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Not too bad. About yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Thursday night, so I got home Thursday night, and I saw the news about Rick Generate. And of all the calls that I thought of that he had, the first one, one of the first ones that came to my mind was one that I can't seem to find anywhere. I don't even know if you guys have ever even heard of this, but it's a call that he made after the Sabres traded LaFontaine to the Rangers. And he had that whole thing, the whole LaFontaine call whenever he scored for the Sabres. The first game that he came back, and played in Buffalo, he scores. And Rick Jenner, he does the call. He says he scores. Then he pauses for a moment, and he says, one more time for old time's sake. And then he does the laugh on Tango. And I just, I, I was in my early 20s when I heard that, and I just thought, wow, I, what, what a class move. What an act. That was great. And I can't find that call anywhere. Oh. Have you guys ever heard of it? Well, now that's, a, that's another one to look for there, Joe, and thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Um, again, there's so many of the little things, the little nuances, even the smaller calls that you can think of and go, oh, man. And everyone's going to have a different opinion of their mm-hmm. favorites. So you bringing that one up is just another iconic moment because, like, LaFontaine was one of the iconic calls. So that that is just another instinct, another um, instance of just how creative he could be. All right. So we're calling audibles here. We got a couple calls in. We got Josh joining us. And now we're going to take ourselves a, a moment to squeeze in Bruce Nolan of, Bruff, of Buffalo Rumblings before we get ourselves thrown off of breaks because we need to be on time now because Bill's game day comes up at 1 o'clock. Bruce Nolan joining us now for a quick hit on the West Her Hotline. Bruce, good afternoon, my friend. Oh, good afternoon to you. I am sorry for my tardiness, but I, I am here nonetheless. Hey, sometimes it's better late than never, except for break structure. Are you hearing me, Howard? (laughs) (laughs) Bruce, uh, obviously I don't have a lot of time for you here, but we've got Bills Steelers coming up 6.30 tonight. You'll be able to hear that, of course, right here on the radio station, uh, the radio home of the Bills, WGR. So, Bruce, starters are playing quarter and a half. Uh, How's the vibe on that for you? Obviously, the the first thing that associates with starters playing is please nobody get hurt. Right? Yes. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. the obvious immediate thing that people go to. I think that people are going to want to see uh, Dalton Kincaid's usage mm-hmm. a little bit more. I think that'll be a, a storyline this week that it wasn't last week. And I think the reason why it wasn't last week, why the story coming out of the game wasn't, hey, Dalton Kincaid didn't get a target, is because he only really ran one route and the starters weren't playing. And so there was no extrapolation to be made. You couldn't take anything from that game and go, oh, well, this is indicative of his usage in the regular season. Like, if you watch the Giants-Panthers game and you watch the starters play and Darren Waller got four targets on the first drive, you go, okay, we're starting to see this. We're starting to see some of this stuff 
take shape. But with the Bills and Dalton Kincaid early on, that was not the case. So you couldn't take anything away. So there was zero storyline. There was zero buzz. There were zero articles being written about Dalton Kincaid after week one because there wasn't anything to go off of. This week, there might be. And so I think that that's going to be a thing because everyone wants to see their shiny new toy. And this is the actual opportunity where there there will be a storyline, either good or bad, coming out of this game. Bruce, um, of course, with I think the more indicative thing, though, with Dalton Kincaid was the fact that man played what? Just a couple plays? That's it? Like, that really does say something about what the Bills feel like he is already to this team. And that's already a huge part of it. So that's the bigger thing to me is they already decided, hey, we're going to yank him already with the starters. And no, we're not giving our rookie uh, first rounder some meaningful snaps in this first game. So that's already telling me something big about Kincaid and his role already with this offense. Yeah, we want to see targets and you want to see routes run and everything. But in preseason, uh, when you play and with whom you play is actually far more important mm-hmm. than how you play. Because how you play is such a small thing. and We put a lot more weight on preseason than the organization does because the organization sees them in practice every day from spring until summer. And so for them, the preseason is almost an indication of what they have already seen and not what they have yet to see. And so that's one of the reasons why quarterback competitions what we went through for all these years in Buffalo are so strange is because the fans put so much weight on preseason, but preseason is almost like a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator. It's a lagging indicator of what the player has shown thus far. And the fact that Dalton Kincaid is getting veteran treatment, he's getting the, yeah, we're going to toss you out there for a few snaps and then we're going to pull you off. That's an apt point on your part because it shows them that this is not someone they feel like needs to get a ton of reps, as opposed to maybe last year's first-round pick, Kyir Elam, who is getting a ton of snaps in the preseason. That says something different, especially when you juxtapose those two first-round picks. Bruce, that couldn't have been a better name to drop for my next question, which is cornerback two. Basically, I'm seeing it as Dane Jackson's already got the job. It, it, it looks like that's the way it's trending. I mean, Dane Jackson got treated like a starter last week, and starters get treated a specific way. Unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles running back room, which, who knows? They make a different player inactive every single week, and every week you think of the preseason, oh, that's the starter. I fully expect to see Rashad Penny inactive next week because the Eagles are doing their best to not tell you anything. But most of the time, in most organizations and most positions, they kind of tip their hand, and they, they sort of did. With Kyrie Elam, it looks like the competition is really for CB3 on the outside, not nickel corner, but CB3 on the outside between Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford because that's the way they're handling it. Unless you just think that you've seen everything you could possibly see from Dane Jackson and that there's nothing he could do in a preseason game that would tip you one or the other so you're not going to bother with it, then in that case, yeah, okay, maybe I can see the argument. That would be an unusual behavioral change based on the way that the organization has historically done. What I want to see is how many snaps does Dane Jackson get with whom tonight? Hmm. Because they said the Stars are going to play a quarter, a quarter and a half. We have a tendency to automatically extrapolate that out to Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and things like that. But that same stuff applies for the defense. So if he says starters are going to play a quarter and a half, and all of a sudden you see a a drive-by-drive platoon, on that CB2 position, then all of a sudden John Butler's comments about potentially platooning things 
Now all of a sudden we're going, okay, is that what we're going to see? Because that's what we saw last year against the Los Angeles Rams. It was Christian Bedford and Kyrie Elam platooning at CB2. So it's a confusing position, probably the most confusing one on the roster. But at the same time, it kind of looks like it's Dane Jackson. Uh, one other position bet I want to ask, ask you about, Bruce, is uh, the middle linebacker position with uh, Tyrell Dotson and uh, Terrell Bernard. I mean, you. I mean, with the starters playing a quarter and a, ha- a half, or do we expect to see both of them maybe split split snaps, uh, or do you do you see one guy take maybe taking the reins? I feel similarly about middle linebacker the way I do about cornerback in the sense that it looks like it's it's Tyrell Dotson. Now we don't know what it would have been had. Bernard not hurt his hamstring. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a little bit different from the CB position because we have we don't have an excuse, but we have a contributing factor in the hamstring injury. And they've talked about hammies in the before. They, the Bills have always been really conservative with soft tissue hamstring injuries because they know that they nag and they know that they can slow up. And the last thing you want to do is have somebody running sideline to sideline in a, in a meaningless preseason game. And all of a sudden they pull up you know, lame on the hamstring. So I think that there's a contributing factor here that there isn't. So I have the door open a little bit more when it comes to Bernard, especially since it's not like Dodson is overwhelmed at middle linebacker. I think, I think most people would probably say Dane Jackson has performed better at CB2 than we have seen thus far from Dodson at middle linebacker. And he's been a perfectly passable downhill, you know, thumper. I think that you have concerns in coverage, I think for Dodson, but, I think the door's open a little bit more. They're just going to tell us a little bit more tonight. Bruce, thank you for the time. And sometimes things get in the way, disconnects happen, and uh, better late than never that we were able to get you on here to be able to talk some bills before they take on the Steelers tonight. I want to get one thing for you real quick before we go. Teddy Bridgewater is legit wearing number 50 today. Maybe, I mean, maybe one of the greatest in NFL history. Probably, (laughs) it's got to be up there, right? Do we got to give him the MVP? Season's over. I, I think. I mean, comeback player of the year, MVP. I I mean, I don't think any of this is really too much. (laughs) Wasn't Mac Jones wearing in the fifties for for the Patriots at training camp last year? But that was in practice. He's wearing this in a game today. That's. He just has to one up Mac Jones. Let's be honest, we're all just trying to one up Mac Jones. Really. That's how life goes. Bruce, thank <laughs> you for taking the time, and uh, we will get reconnected. You'll be, we'll be hearing from you at some point, plenty during the season. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings, joining us on the West Her Hotline as we get going here. We've got a break. One last segment of Sports Talk Saturday before Bill's game day gets going here on the radio home of the Buffalo Bills, WGR 550. That mayday call when he lost his mind, that's exactly how we lost our minds. He was a fan. We were lucky to have the greatest announcer in sports as our fan calling the games. I will I will hang up. Thank you so much for taking my call. God bless you, Rick Jenneret. Nino, all business. Thank you very much for that. And that's probably He's one of the most right. understated aspects of it was how genuine he is, how much he loved this team, this community, and this city. Mm-hmm. And Again, that really does have something to do with it. You never work a day in your life if you enjoy what you're doing, and that came out every time he had that mic in front of him. So 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you all for uh, for giving your calls, your tweets, and uh, and your thoughts as we honored Rick Jenneret. It is pivot time now. We get to Bill's game day, as that's coming up on the other side of this break. We've got me. We've got Frank. We've got Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, Tanner Saunders. We are all here for you. As Bill's game day comes up on the other end of this break, Thank you all for listening to Sports Talk Saturday. For Frank and Tanner, this is Derek Kramer. We're out of here, except no, we're not. Bill's game day coming up on the other side. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.